the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You are listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. And we are here to discuss weather, astronomical events, and things may, that may be going on in your yard and garden. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Good morning. Let's in that order, but yeah. About. Okay, well, let's... You know, the title is let's, Garden Talk, so yeah. eventually we'll get to that well, part. Eventually. Okay. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How good are morning. you? Good morning. I'm good so far. Are you, you're shaking your head already, Mark? Oh, yeah. It's a little early. Well, I, I rode in with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Excellent. Good morning, yeah. gentlemen. Good did morning. you guys notice the alignment of planets this I, morning? I did, actually. It was clear. I didn't until you told me about it. Okay. And Brendan, I don't think bothered to look at the planets, even even though we suggested looking out the eastern windows. But you could see them all, and the moon was there. The only thing I missed from the Kinfecta was the space station. I didn't see the space station go by. Was it supposed to be in southern skies? Then? Well, it's set it? in southern California, okay. but that encompasses a pretty broad area, so I, don't, I didn't get my email alert telling me it was on its way, so I'm assuming it was other parts of Southern California. Yeah, the, the but planets the, were gorgeous. The, the morning sky was beautiful, and we had about a half of a moon, approximately. It was 50. chilly, though, I thought. No, it was yeah, 49 it was... degrees, and that's a little chilly for some I, of us. I dispute that. Well, no, you can't dispute whether I thought it was chilly or not. No, but I could dispute the 49 degrees, because oh. that a, that's a, you know, a solid number that, fact. That's what it said on the temperature. Well, I don't doubt that okay. either. I'm just, just saying it might be wrong, because I'm in shirt sleeves. You are in short sleeves. And... Uh, Short sleeves. Yeah. Short them. sleeves. Yes. And it wasn't that bad. Well, I always say that I don't have enough body fat to stay warm. Not implying anything with that conversation. Just saying I don't. Oh, so <laughs> I do have a little... Is that what... Is that... I, not perhaps. implying anything. You, you can, can take away take what it, you want exactly. with it. <laughs> Listen to uh, Body Shaming here on AM 1170, KCBQ and KPRZ. With your host. I am still David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Did you guys enjoy the rain Night before last? It rained, no, it was uh, last. No, night no, before last. Night yeah, before last. I, I, yes, I did. It, yeah, was wel- it was certainly welcome. Now, I know that it wasn't a lot of rain, but it was enough to dust off the leaves and, and cool things right. off a little bit. Do you remember the sound the trees make when it when the <laughs> dust gets knocked off of them? Because I do now, yes. Okay, do you want to try no, and do it? I want to hear it from no. you. <laughs> That's the sound. That's the sound. No, it, um, it woke me up, I can tell you that. Well, do you know what woke me up was the... I went to bed with my sliding glass door open, and the wind was blowing the screen. I mean, the screen door, I could hear it hitting against the, rattling against the frame. That's what woke me up. I did not notice any rain, but at the bottom of our street, there was an accumulation of sand um, where it levels out, so it implies there was rain. But it looks like many areas of the county got a quarter of an inch of rain, but most of them got less than a tenth. Our beloved Poway says said seven hundredths of an inch of rain, and I know that filled your rain barrel. But how many square feet of roof? A lot of square, yes, a yeah, lot of square feet to, filled to, one to rain gather barrel. That rain was it overflowing? It was. Oh yeah. It okay. Was. Good. Good. So it did. Uh, it did help dust off well, the. I didn't even know it was going to rain. To be honest with you, I, I mean, had they talked about it? They did. We had okay. a, a number of customers that were talking about it coming in saying they want to get some fertilizer because it's supposed oh, to rain. Supposed to very rain. good. I, I had a customer not. tell me that on Thursday he said, 
Well, you guys have a good day. You probably won't have a lot of people here tomorrow because of the rain. Yeah. I said, I said, no, most gardeners are okay with the rain. They'll be here anyway. I thought that as well. And look at my dome head. I thought the rain and the clouds <laughs> would protect me from the sun. And it not did so not. <laughs> it did not. Yes. Um, I, I was listening to the news. It was Sunday afternoon. I was listening to the news in a local surfer weather weekend weather forecaster was on talking about we're expecting a vigorous storm we're going to get a, at least a half an inch of rain and on sunday was very certain about the thursday into friday rain and i thought i'm not usually that certain nor is the national weather service and yeah, what what exactly. what are we looking at and uh it did kind of mellow out the forecast mellowed out as the week progressed right and the, the upcoming week, we're supposed to have a little bit of overcast. We're supposed to have a more decent week. But there are underlying forecasts of possible precip later out in the week. Nothing mm-hmm. at well, all that's certain. It, so. it also got hot earlier in the week. The week before. Oh, was it the week yeah, before? Yeah, we, I think we'll okay. talk about that with some of the plant issues that people were bringing in. It oh, was. Yeah. Yeah. The weather changes very, very quickly here. Did yeah. you guys do any... Uh, Yard or garden? Oh, no. Ho, 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 ho. Hey, how about if I talk about classes? Well, are there classes coming there up? There are classes, in fact. In San what, Diego what at 9 o'clock, James is going to do a class on lawn care. And um, that, We haven't had that in a while. We did a class a while back in Poway, but I think that's an important class. A lot of people come in with tons of lawn issues, whether they think it's fungal or, or grubs. Or You're not something. lawn shaming now, are you? Right. No, no. I like lawns. I think everyone should have a small lawn. It, it, so of real better. grass? Of real grass, not yes. the artificial stuff. Anyway, so San Diego high-fiving in the, in the studio. Okay. Okay, San Diego Lawn Care, 9 o'clock with James, and at 9.30 in Poway, success in your summer garden with Richard Wright. And then okay. next week, another uh, San Diego class will be pollinators. Ryan's going to do a class on pollinators, and we're doing a class on organic insect control, and I think I'm doing that. You think? I think Is well, that the PowerPoint? It's the PowerPoint. We're going to need a- how are we going to cover the skylight with Casey out of town? Oh, goodness. I will do it. I'll climb up there. Okay. Okay. Um, that is an entertaining show, your, your PowerPoint presentation. At least that's what I've heard, I've heard told. <laughs> you, you don't mm-hmm. go to it? <laughs> you've mm-hmm. actually sat through it. At least you've sat through it enough because I've done it enough times. You've sat through different portions, different portions of it. Of it you've probably so got the whole, the whole thing. thing. Yeah. That's funny. That's how I used to watch movies on deployments. They come back and go, oh, if you watch it in the beginning, this makes a whole lot more sense. You've come in at the end. And, I catch you know huh. I'd catch thirty minutes here one time and seven minutes here another and, and by the and I never really knew the. Are whole you story. one of those guys that'll walk in late and then bug your buddies no. over and over? What Absolutely oh what not. what was this person? Why were they here? No. What what no? no? Are you sure? I am sure because I I don't like that. Yeah, I don't either. Um, did you do anything in the yard or garden this week, Mark Mahady? No, I didn't. I mean, I I walked around, looked at things, and things seemed to be doing well. So we we roses did some stuff. were. I got more vegetables in and weeded. I think Capri yesterday told me she pulled about 300, now this was her number, 300 Colrotaria seedlings out. Wow. She counts them? Well, there were, I'm she sure rounded. there were far more than, than 300. Did she do them individually? One at a time, pulled them out. Not individually, but one at a time? <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> okay. No, I was reinforcing your individual. Oh, yes. okay. One at a time, she I pulled I thought them you were correct. I'm used to being corrected, so I wasn't sure. I've done... Quite a bit of planting this last week, two weeks, and added to it. And I added way too many seeds in a small trellised area. Two different types of of uh, cucumber seeds and beans. And there's just no way that they're going to all survive in the same spot. But I, for the first time in my life, used mycorrhiza oh, when yeah. I was planting. Well, I, yeah. no, I would I would dispute that because you probably have used. Dr. Earth or E.B. Stone fertilizers, both of which are inoculated with mycorrhizae fungi. So what you're saying perhaps is you've used it independent of those fertilizers. Darn you, George Allman. <laughs> you're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. I guess we can all go home now. <laughs> so you, you, you put in the regular... The, well, the, and they're doing really well. So I was, I was going to suggest that it was the mycorrhizae, but I did not do my control group so i have no idea because i didn't not do it to some but they're they're doing really well and mark had intimated that it was it was hot a week or two ago and all the veggies 
love that. Tomatoes love that. Yeah, my tomatoes do. and peppers are happy. But I'm sure it's because of the mycorrhiza. And I found some leftover diatomaceous earth, and I put that around because one of my peppers, the first night it was in the ground, got the top bitten off of it. it, it the, the stem was rasped, so I'm thinking probably sow bugs or something got up there. So I put a bunch of diatomaceous earth around it, and I have had no damage what since. What about cutworms, perhaps? Perhaps. Yeah. There could have been plenty, and there was earwigs. And... Yeah. yeah. DE is good, but once it gets wet, it starts becoming less effective. To Agreed. To the point of not effective. But when I put it down, it was dry. So those first those first bugs. Were, yeah, first ones were wiped yeah. out. Yeah, and then I did find some because it had the water had grown over it and caked it where I dumped it in a little heavy, and I... And I made it dust again. I sprinkled it over the seedlings or the seeds that I'd planted so that when they come up, something so won't get to them because yeah. the diatom, the DE, as you say, because you're so hip, uh, the DE, <laughs> that's what all the cool kids say. The, DE. the DE will take care of it. That, that's my hope. Do you guys overplant or do you properly plant? Do you- I, I overplant. I, yeah, typically, I wouldn't say I properly plant, but I don't overplant. You know, I planted too many tomatoes this year but i did space them much well, I, more than normal i mean i typically space adequately but i do overplant. tend to put a lot of stuff well what is overplanting if you space adequately like i don't need this many of these or you know too many tomato plants or too many lettuce or something. so you're getting too many tomatoes because i don't remember you bringing them into the nursery to share the excess I, I'm, really? I'm i'm thinking back yeah well last year actually was a poor tomato crop for some reason one of my worst I think I told you that. Yeah, last year was a, everything else worked really well, but last year was a horrible tomato crop. It's funny how that happens. I mean, that it's not, I shouldn't say cyclical, but it's not. But some years things thrive, and some years, and I don't know that I've changed things. Uh, yeah, I don't think from a exactly that mark from changing that you know the same kind of habits, right. doing things very similar, it basically just didn't work as well. Well, during mild winters, the tomato psyllid i think i remember reading something once and it it overwinters it overwinters closer it it stays uh more north during warm winters otherwise it it heads south during the cooler temperatures down into mexico and baja and during mild winters it stays closer so that it can affect our tomatoes sooner once they bite the plant it won't produce beyond the bite it won't produce fruit, and I don't know. This year seemed like a fairly mild winter, and I hope my beautiful green mycorrhiza treated tomatoes <laughs> right. do not succumb. And I'm wondering if last year I, I didn't. This is where you speak. You well, guys can I, say I'm, a word. Well, I'm just I'm thinking about that. I, I that might yeah. very, very well be true. Last year just didn't work well, but the year before was 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 very good, and, and the year prior, several years in a row, consecutive years were great bumper crops of tomatoes. But last year not so much. Okay. So perhaps it was a weather thing in the psyllid. I don't know. I didn't see any real evidence of disease. The plants looked relatively healthy, but they weren't producing. Because they'd been bitten by the psyllid and Maybe didn't produce so. beyond the bites. That's my That's, that's my your story and you're theory. sticking to it? Yes. If uh, you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break and be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And welcome back to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross with Mark Mahaney and George Allman. Ken has the morning off, hopefully sleeping. Um, I know what clover is. What's crimson? There's a crimson clover. Yeah, but it's crimson and clover in the song. But it's a good segue for the 9 o'clock 
class in Poway today on lawn care. Oh, I don't think there is a 9 o'clock class in Poway it's today. It's in San Diego. I meant to say San Diego, yeah. but I did say that incorrect. You're correct. Thank you. In San Diego, a good segue for the San Diego store's 9 o'clock lawn care. Why would that, that be? To get rid of that clover in your lawn. Those ah, outsellers. Do you yes. think that will be I'm sure that's going to be discussed? a topic of discussion. Absolutely. Okay. Well, which one of you is going to look up crimson in the crimson and clover and help us? relate this to garden talk Not before me. the end I'll of the show. I'll get to it before the end of the show. Okay. But we were talking about mycorrhizae fungi, and I'll bet you some folks out there are pondering what that is because we keep saying it. I think it. probably not very many. Not many? Yeah. What is it, in your opinion? What do you, what do you know it as? The number of people who are listening? No, no. Mycorrhiza? <laughs> They're, oh, no, this is, you have to say it. The micro, oh, the symbiotic relationship? No, that's not your phrase. Microbial activity. Microbial. But it, 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 it's a it's a they fungus. Are, it's it's a fungus. A specialized mic- fungus. Are they microbes? No. No, they're no, fungi. They're fungi. A specialized fungus that develops a symbiotic relationship with roots and it extends out to bring in. As I'm using my fingers to explain this, uh, to bring in nutrients in exchange for some of the carbohydrates from the plant. And it's estimated that about ninety percent of all the world's plants have some kind of symbiotic relationship with fungi. Excellent. It is. It's Are you unique. going to explain symbiosis now? Symbiotic. Symbiotics. They they share. They they do things that for the benefit mutually of each beneficial. Other. Yes. They, yeah. In this case, yeah. Because there are other. Would you liken it to a almost? Well, no. I was going to say like a parasite, but it's a mutual. No. It's a mutual. No. Well, it kind of is because they hang out together. They, they do. It's it's, like so it's like fish. a parasite, but totally different. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I would agree, I would agree with <laughs> Who can argue with that? Okay, thank you. Yes. I appreciate that very much. If you would like to give us a call, the number is 888-344-1170, and the mycorrhiza fungi are part of the soil web. They are they what are. make things happen down there. They make a healthy soil. And mo- as we alluded to in the beginning, most of the uh, organics, the complete organic fertilizers, have that inoculated in it. So it comes with yeah, some. but you also presumed that I always use Dr. Earth or No, I didn't. I said you fertilizer. had. I, know, I, I have I, in the past. I know you have. Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't presuming facts, but I didn't not have any. I didn't right. have any this year. Right. So what did you use? What, which I'm not present? going there. Oh. Actually, I used a non-organic fertilizer with some organic ingredients. So I know what you used. and then the, But did you buy the pack of the Mycos? Um, Mycorrhizae fungi? No, actually, I I bought the bigger pack that we had okay. late last year. All right. Um, in the resealable pouch, a resealable bag. Um, you do know what I used? Well, I, based on what you said, I'm going to assume I know what you used, yes. And, and it smells very organic-y. There, there is a lot of organic in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, but it is not because it has some chemical supplements. And just while we're... I want to talk more about planting veggies because we're right in the middle of tomatoes and peppers and squash. Oh, my. But, we are. Um, it's the class today in Poway. Oh, what is that? Success in your summer garden. Oh, that's an excellent topic for... It's timely. It's quite very timely. timely. But fertilizer, all of it, has been going up this year. And oh, God, yeah. I mean, interesting. I, I would be interested. I haven't seen it, so you hear about it on the news because of the... Oil. All the sourcing of it. So yeah. I'm not, what I would suggest is if you have plans to fertilize for the rest of 2022, I would consider purchasing your fertilizer now. Stocking I'm, up a little bit? A little bit. Not yeah. not crazy. Right. But I, I'm. It's only going to go up? I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be more next year and maybe even fall of this year. I think it's most more of the, now it's, you know, it's, and I think that increase is baked in for, right. for right now. And people are contracts are still current with what's in the supply chain now. So the only thing that will affect it would be the cost of transport, um, fuel and things. But the, the rest of it, it wouldn't be bad to have a rest of the year supply on hand would be my, my suggestion. Is that, is that a, a, a reasonable a, suggestion? It's a very good. Yes. <clears throat> okay. I have, uh, sub- done that a little bit myself but we were talking about planting i planted tomatoes peppers and some seeds but i still have a lot to do and i've got to get my winter squash out and all of the the running squash and melons what have you guys done have you done anything nothing well we we put some pumpkins in and as we've done last year we put a bunch of pumpkins uh, and squash seeds or starts uh, starts in both and and both and underneath the fruit trees 
because if there's a thick, thick layer of mulch, they get lots of water. They hold the water. Well, I shouldn't say they get lots of water. They and get weekly water, but they hold it well, and out the pumpkins come, and they just run. So you share the water from the tree. Do you have to supplement them during the— Oh, I supplement them just to start. It seems that once in a while in the very you know, heat of the summer, I'll give them a little extra water, but typically not. There's enough mulch there to hold it where they, they work. Interesting. And there's shade. Remember, the, you know, where the, where the roots are, it's, it's, there's some shade from the, the canopy of the trees. It just seems to work and, quite and, well. And the plants grow out the into the sun where they need the to sun. be. Yeah. That's, it's kind of like a, the permaculture food web, food forest that's idea. That's brilliant, George. Absolutely brilliant. We had the, the largest pumpkin I've ever grown uh, last year, and but we didn't harvest it in time, and it split. And it was so disappointing when it split. It was huge. It was a Big Max. It's because you didn't water it enough during the week because you just no, you it was it, it was it, the, the, the plant was lush green. It was doing well. The plant just, the, the pumpkin said, I'm, I'm done. It's, That's very it, sad. It, yes, it Did was. Did it then melt into the ground? And then it mel- it's, oh, it stunk. It it's horrible. They're disgusting. Yeah. Their demise is disgusting. <laughs> it, it is. But it's probably feeding your soil web and, and encouraging well, microbial activity. Well, I was going to say microbial, but it's going to encourage is more pumpkins because all those seeds are in the same They're spot. They're still there. Just waiting oh. for them to start popping. Yeah. I was noticing some uh, from the rain. We had significant rain. What was it? About three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I was noticing some some seeds starting to sprout out of some of the dirt that had washed down my driveway and from the neighbor's yard. I need to still go collect all the mulch that has been distributed throughout my yard and put it under my trees, still on the driveway. I collected it off the lawn. With lawn mower is perfect for that. Bags it right up? Bags it right up, and then I can just go walk over to the basins and put it right back down again. Dump it yeah. right back. That's a good, yeah. good plan. Do you do squash, pumpkins, any of that stuff, Marky? No. You're all in containers or almost all in containers, right? All in right? containers, yeah. I've done squash in containers before, but I haven't done it in a couple of years. We had a customer in, came back, and I, I was helping her because she was displeased because she had purchased, what was it, lettuce and carrot seeds. And mm-hmm. her knowing somebody told her that that was just, she, that knowing somebody mocked this person for planting those seeds at this time of the year. And this person was very disappointed that we would sell such a thing at this time of the year. Does, is that, should that be an issue? No. no. For lettuce right now? You'd probably get one more crop from I, seed I would at think this so. point. Absolutely. And, and carrots, carrots almost and, all year. In fact, our, our, our little cheat sheet that we hand out says carrots all year for San Diego. And, and leaf lettuce is pretty darn close. Roy, Roy grows leaf lettuce up at Cadence year round almost, except for in August, right? July, August, or yeah, late July. He doesn't hot, plant right, for a but, month. Right. And as long as it's not being well, harvested, coast, I mean, oh well, that's do it. coast year round. Yeah, coast year round. So, so where? Well, this will bring us to the lettuce growing capital of, of the, world? the world. Do you know where that? The winter lettuce growing capital of the world. Do you guys know where that is? I do. Imperial not. Valley. No, it's just east of there. Where? Well, when you drive into Yuma, there's a huge sign that says "Welcome right. to Yuma, the yeah. winter lettuce, lettuce growing capital of the world." Which is basically, the Imperial Valley. <laughs> You go right over to it. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you go that far. But it, and it's, it's interesting. I think it's interesting. That's where you grow lettuce in the summer. I mean, in the winter. Right. But as the weather warms up in the desert, then they move over to the Southern California area, and then as it warms up in Southern California, they move up to Northern California coast, and and they rotate where it's going to grow, which makes perfect sense to me but i'd never yeah. considered it until i drove it. through yeah. the so you saw the sign till the side i museum. is there a lettuce I, mu- I, I, oh I you're just sense. making that up <laughs> i would stop at the lettuce museum actually i probably would as well so not that that makes it right <laughs> or, or or anything but um I'm going to go back to what we're planting. So, are you done? Oh Have no, you planted? no, no. I, um, well, it's still we haven't done. Early, yeah, yeah, we haven't done some of the uh, the squash, like butternut squash, which keeps forever. Once it you, does, you harvest it, you stick it somewhere. As long as it's cool and dry, it keeps forever. I think we ate the last one from the, the harvest, like in February of this year. I may we have also, done some testing uh, for longer, a longer period than that. <laughs> well, it's this, the sad thing is when you leave them out somewhere and they, and they start to rot and you get disappointed that you're, you know, you saved it. I should have cooked it last week. And then you, right. I, yeah. 
You remember the potatoes that I harvested and then was going to save to replant so you'd never have to buy another seed potato again? Right. They're still in their crates. Um, Rotting away? Well, I think they're pretty much gone. Remember I was telling you about the webbing yeah. of spider mites oh, on yes, them? Oh, yes, you did mention that. Yeah. Um, I never planted them. There's a mm. uh, sweet potato growing, a big, long stalk right now. It's growing in the bowl. I need to go put that in the ground. Oh, thank you for reminding me. I bought <laughs> a sweet potato last fall when we had them in four-inch pots, and it's still sitting in its four-inch pot, and that four-inch pot is in the basin of a, another pot. That's how I keep them all watered. That that citrus tree that I still haven't planted. Sweet, sweet potatoes are easy to grow, and they're, they're and they go across. You don't bury them the way you do. Not the way I, I, a no. regular potato. No, I just throw, I, I plant them like a, a some kind of you know rhizome of a you know, iris or something. Maybe nah, that's not true because iris you kind of have a little bit hanging out. I bury it and that's it. Let it. Grow. Uh, I'm sorry. What what were you? I saying? let it grow. You wonder why beautiful- I don't listen. It grows like a beautiful vine. It is a beautiful vine with nice flowers. It's in the morning glory family, so you get some pretty flowers on it as well. Have Have you ever tried, either of you, to eat no. the tubers off of the ornamental sweet potatoes that we No, sell? I have not. <laughs> I wonder if they're edible. I don't know. I would talk to someone who's been in the industry for a long time and purchases things for us. That would be a good idea. We had a, a basket. Somebody brought in a moss basket they had, had planted up. Um, and all the moss stayed intact all the way around, except for where the sweet potato, the ornamental sweet potato tubers were. And there was a rim all the way around the basket that we had to refill the, repack the moss because the, the tubers had kind of destroyed what was there and pushed through it. But other than that, everything was still intact. Isn't that interesting? Very. You don't mean that. <laughs> no. You don't mean it at all. Hmm. Did, um, you said some of the squash you planted were from seed? Yes. And how long did it take them to germinate? Because it's been almost a week. In I the, was going to say 10 days. 10, yeah. yeah. It, and the soil's cool. Every time it starts to get hot, like it was two weeks ago, which you wanted to talk about, and I wouldn't let you, but we will do it shortly. Soon. Soon. Um, and then we've had two cool storms since then, and the nights have been cool, so it's delaying my it is my germination, which is bothering me. But the other side of... No, go ahead. The other side of having the some cool nights is that and you don't have to water quite as much. Yeah, I don't. When you're trying to germinate and get things going, I don't think that's a benefit. I well, I, I dispute that, Mister. You're saying you don't have to water as much. Water's a commodity. It's valuable. Yes. Yeah. It's precious. It's it's precious. That's why you're collecting it off of the many I square feet of roof. Many, exactly to keep our plants alive. All right. Well, as promised. We will be talking about the heat and the results of the heat from a couple of weeks ago very, very soon. However, comma, right now, if you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That is 888-344-1170. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a break and be back with more after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And welcome back to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Um, when we went into the break, we were talking about the heat. I promised you we would talk about heat, and I'm sure everybody stuck through the break because they wanted to hear about heat. What about it, gentlemen? Mark Mahady, you were going to talk about it. Remember, you were well, practicing. Yeah, 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 no, I was just going to say it was whatever it was. <laughs> Two weeks ago. ago. Two, yeah. Yeah, I had some issues with some roses. The heat uh, just burnt the buds. I'm assuming, you know, I say that I gave it enough water, but I probably didn't. Um, I appreciate you, you know, rethinking your answer because the first words out of my mouth when you said your rose buds were burned was, are you sure they got enough water? And you immediately and defensively said yes. Correct. But now you've thought through it a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's possible that I didn't. Okay. Most probably likely I didn't, but... Yeah, it was it was insane that how quickly they. 
It doesn't take long, no, does it? it? Doesn't Especially take long in containers. Right. And we had what four or five days of ninety plus degrees. We did, and we're seeing the ramifications of it now. The aftermath thereof. Yeah, as people are coming in with. Um, Leaves, faulty faulty some, plants something happened to this plant so, you know it was yeah. fine and now it has all these you know, burnt I, edges etc i had an interesting exchange with a customer who brought back a forsythia and it was still in its pot and it has been for about a month not a big deal as long as it gets watered but it got dry clearly and no problem give you credit for it um but a lot of things over the last week have started to show up from from that heat. Yeah, it's you have to water your plants. I mean, you can blame everybody else, but it's it's watering. Yeah. I have learned to put the things that I keep in containers too long, the ones that I'm going to plant tomorrow, every yeah. mañana, siempre mañana, <laughs> uh, I'm going to plant them, but I've moved them so they're near a hose now. Right, that makes and sense. And that seems to help keep them alive. I've I have still have two avocado trees that have been in their pots near a hose for over a year now, year and a half. I think we're going on, and wow. I planted one of the four, and now I just have three more to go. So I'm twenty five percent done. So you'll have it done what uh, two thousand? They'll grow larger and be more productive once you get them in the ground, and and use less, much less water, much too. less water. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm quite penny wise and pound foolish. Yeah, as a lot of us are. I also noticed yesterday a couple of David Austin roses that were returned, still in their pots, beautiful. They were budded and blooming, but they had some holes in the leaves, and I'm pretty sure that's why they came back. And rose slug. Firstly, rose slug, yeah. 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 It's a common ailment, common pest on roses. It's usually the first or second one. I guess aphids would probably be the first one, and rose slug's the second one, and it's here now, and... It is something that is easily treated if if you, if you so choose. If you treat it, yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we had an aphid problem on one of the roses at the Poway store out front. We we put uh, an organic solution on it, but when I was spraying, I found some rose slugs on it as well. Do you think it? Did you think it take care? Oh, it did. Do I watched you? them. I watched them just slip off the leaf. <clears throat> you know, I did the ground. Oh, really? Yeah. Immediately? Yeah, I, I think that's it was the big... stuff you can't use in the sun, right? Correct, because it might bother Correct. the leaves. Excellent. Um, what else would you use for... Well, any of the contact sprays or controls will do a good job of controlling the bristly rose slug, and it blends very well with the leaves, same, almost exact color. It's well camouflaged, and it usually hangs out on the undersides of the leaves. Uh, why do we not recommend a systemic soil systemics for that? I don't recommend soil systemics for any of it, so go ahead, for tell pots. me why. Well, no, in a well, I was no just, you can't use it for Because a it takes it too long to yeah. get back get up into the plant. And they do so much damage so quickly. If you have the veins of the leaves left intact and not much else, then it's probably the rose slug that's doing the damage. Most and they likely do it is, a, yeah. a ton of it. Um, they are, they're very, yeah, you'll, you'll have a skeletonized plant in, in a matter of no time at are all. Are you maturing? Your voice sounds like it's changing. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting, I'm growing Finally? up. Finally? Finally. I'm here going to have a growth spurt soon. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I do have two roses that I bought this year that are still in containers because I haven't put them in the ground yet, which I guess would make sense. But they are near the water, and so they are blooming and growing. And Am I supposed to be looking at what you're pointing at on no, the screen? No, it's okay. a touch screen. So I'm just Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you use on your roses, George, since you... You well, know, bad I, mouth. This is soil no, systemics. I mean, they do work, and they're and they're very useful. I just like to use the organics on it. Um, so I, I will use um, horticultural oil, neem oil, insecticidal soap will take care of the rose slug, as will spinosad. <clears throat> and of interest, though, is it's not a true slug, as you know. It's a soft fly larvae, the larvae of a fly. And that's why the spinosad is effective. And why the BT, BT is, is not. not. Yes. Correct. Okay. Now um, I don't know how Bob knew this, but Bob knows that six or eight months ago, I put a head of garlic in my refrigerator to give it the winter chill that it might like, the hardneck. And so he's calling to mock me for it still being in my refrigerator. (laughs) I'm assuming that's what you're calling about, Bob. Is that correct? No, that's not correct. (laughs) Okay, good. How can we help you this morning? Good morning. Yeah, when I bought uh, six months ago, I was just trying to determine it's four months later, almost five, uh, 
when do I pull them out of the ground? That's an excellent question, Mr. Allman. What would you say, since you were just talking I about... I normally wait for the, the, the uh, tops to start kind of browning up, and then I'll pull them out. How do your tops look, Bob? They're starting to brown a little bit. There you go. As they, as they start um, drying out, I pull them out of the ground. Yeah. Normally they said uh, garlic maybe six months, and I could not find nothing over that says five months, six months, other than what you just said about browning. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, That's po- funny. I have some garlic at home that I didn't harvest last year that has come up and done really well this winter, and it's starting to brown at the top, and I thought, thought it was just because I haven't watered. Well, I'm not, yeah, if it's browning just at the tip, I'm talking about the whole um, stem, the whole green part starting to brown up as it's drying, as it's done, then you pull it out. It would seem like it's about time. Yeah. It's about time. How, how much did you plant, Bob? And the reason I'm asking is harvest one and see if you have a nice head underground. And if it, if so, then you can continue. Yeah, that's a good thought. My wife wanted me to wait six months, and uh, and I wasn't sure since I couldn't find no information over. In, in the interest of family peace, I would suggest that you wait that six months and double-check with your wife. Don't take into account what we say here. Make sure you do what she says. <laughs> Uh, I can always pull one out, fill the dirt back in so she would never know. There exactly. you go. There you go. Yeah. Tell her a and, gopher got to it. And we Way won't to say go. anything on the radio about it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you. You're welcome, Bob. Thanks for the call, and good luck with the garlic and your uh, your Bye. domestic situation. <laughs> okay, take care. You too. That's how we do it. Thanks, Bob. That's very funny. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know whether to take the next call. It's from Rose in Escondido. Well, speaking of roses, we can just talk about roses. And then not talk and to not her? not talk to Rose. Somebody, I'm trying to remember who it was, a customer told me this last week. They had missed hearing from Rose in ah. Escondido, and I thought, why? You don't have enough family <laughs> banter at your own house? Should we do it? Of course. It's up to you. You've got the controls there. All right. Why don't we go up to Escondido and speak to... Rose, good morning, Rose. How are you this fine morning? And please don't make bad alignment jokes. That's for the next show. Rose, are you there? Wow. Well, I was just thinking how unwelcoming. And maybe that's uh, why no one's calling up. That wasn't very nice. <laughs> you guys, what we can, you're talking about roses and rose calls. That would be, thank you, Rose, not you know, flip a coin, do we take her call? Well, well. Oh. for those of you who may be unaware, Rose is my lovely younger sister, and I just never know where Rose is going to go in the morning. So we've had good conversations these last couple of weeks, so I guess we can try. I, I apologize, Rose, for maybe being a little harsh prior to you calling in, um, but I did get a text from from my sister who was telling me about the uh, missing the alignment and will that affect my tires and I really think that would be a better call for for uh, auto talk okay well that is correct and thank you for passing me on to so the so bring post. it back to garden talk how can we help you this right. morning Rose well, this is Rose and you guys were just talking about roses and what do you use and many many years ago more than 20, I tried to grow roses, like you're probably talking about. And they require a lot of care because they are finicky. And I was going to sing the praises of Cecil Bruner Rose. Cecil Brunet. In case I shouldn't tell anybody about it because hopefully they're still available. But that is the best rose and the only rose you need. And that's what Rose from Escondido recommends. We appreciate that very much. Uh, the Cecil Bruner Polyantha or Bush Rose is my favorite rose. And it is my favorite rose because it reminds me of my mother. It's her favorite rose. I thought and you were going to say always... your sister and earn some points right oh, there. heck no. Heck no. <laughs> he doesn't want points from me. No, I want points from my mother. Um, Correct. Always, always. Um, but there is the climbing Cecil Bruner out there. And I just got a... A picture from another customer yesterday of climbing Cecil Bruners that are in full bloom right now, and they are one of the most durable, disease-resistant uh, roses that you'll find out there. They don't require much care. They are 
fairly drought tolerant as well, and, and they do kind of take care of themselves. They're prolific bloomers. They just they bloom and bloom yeah. and bloom. Well, the bush one blooms more than the climbing one, but the climbing one, when it is established and in full bloom, it is pretty spectacular. Well, Cecil Bruner also, I believe, is the only true, like the most pure rose, and that's what they make rose water, rose things, rose essence. I'm going to... Cecil Bruner. Uh, I believe that is true. I before, not... be, before I call, I don't believe that. Um, we'll, we'll look into that. But I, I hope you are correct, and I'm not going to correct you yet. However, last time we had a discussion like this, you had to call me back, unfortunately, after we were off the air to tell me I was right and you were wrong. But we didn't get that out and on that, the air. No, it wasn't. It was something I did not recall. It wasn't. And I'm not saying 100%. This is accurate, but I believe I did read somewhere, and it was the making of some, maybe it was rose um, perfume, or it, it had to do with its qualities, which were right. the most pure. It is okay, a wonderful uh, rose. It is well-formed. It looks like a perfect little miniature hybrid tea before it opens up. It is fragrant. It is disease-proof. I don't think you, uh, you ever, I ever see any disease on it. And rose... I thank you very much for the call. It's been a pleasure chatting with you this morning. It's, thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. All right. Goodbye. Uh, if you would like to give us a call, I'll be nicer to you than I was to my sister Rose. Um, give us a call at 888-344-1170. You are listening to Garden Talk on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. We're going to take our last break and be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And welcome back to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady, George Allman. Before we went into the break, we were talking roses. And I did. I should have looked up Mr. Wiggles, because I was unfamiliar with Mr. Wiggles. Is it Mr. Wiggles? No, it no, the it was The Wiggles. The Wiggles. Okay. Well, um, yeah, and apparently was... everything was roses. All about roses. Yeah, All know. about roses. But speaking of roses yeah. and the polyanthem that you mentioned, the Cecil Bruner. And the polyantha I arrived on. We, we have a beautiful, we have two beautiful Cecil Bruners out front in the Poway store. So if, you, if you're visiting the Poway store, be sure to take a, a gander. Yes, them. one is obvious. It's right there in your face when you come in. And the other's kind of hidden. You'll, we could make a, like a treasure hunt looking for C- Cecil Brunet, I believe. But, you know, Cecil Bruner. Wonderful rose. And it takes care of itself and is fragrant. So now, where else can we go to see if they don't want to come to Poway to see our rose garden? Speaking of roses and rose gardens, uh, we went up to the Huntington Monday of last week, and the, all the roses, they have 4,000 roses, and they were all in bloom, and it was spectacular. You counted them? I read the brochure. Oh, okay. No, I, I, would, I can't get that high. Um, <laughs> but all the roses are in bloom. It's spectacular. It looks very pretty, uh, fragrant, and just a lot of varieties to, you know, to delight you depending on what you're looking for, you know, whether you like the old English roses, the more open and lots of fragrance and colors. It was nice. But locally, because that's a Pasadena, locally, the Barona Casino, which we've talked about a great number of times, they have a spectacular. This is the first spring in the last, I would say, three or four years that I have not been to the Barona Rose Garden. Yeah, usually you do talk about it. I know. Yeah, we're going to go out there as soon as we get some time to do so because it's, even though it's it's smaller scale than, than Huntington, they, they, they're presented much better, and they're easier, easier more easily viewed. And well, that, the pathway goes right down the middle. Yeah, and it's nice. They just, and they, there's space between them. They look really nice, and they, and they do a great job there. I, I think we should ask the question that's on everybody's mind. Do you think the Rose Garden is as nice this year in David's absence since he retired? Or You know, it's a good question. So we'll have to go and find out. Yes, we will. 
And the then, of course, the Balboa, Balboa Park, Park would yeah, be the other one as well. Pretty nice. To go see. Everything's going to flower up there. I have so. not been there for a long time. Well, it's funny you say that. I hadn't been there for years. I was there last week or whatever. Yeah, it was beautiful. beautiful. What, what inspired you? Uh, Nicole wanted to go see it. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Excellent. But that, the one in Balboa Park has a name. You guys remember the name? It's Inez something. Yeah, like Inez... Nez Grant Parker Memorial Rose Garden. I wonder who they named that after. <laughs> well, you know who they that that that's the name right there. That's who they named it. You want to oh, know what they, that person's tie was or something? No, like no, okay. no, no, no. I was right. just being yourself. I was going to say silly, but it really wasn't. No. I was just being myself. So there are lots of rose gardens to go to go see. Right. And the Barona, it just you know, there's it's free. You just go to the rose garden. You don't have to go into the casino. You drive past the. You drive in on the main entryway and you drive past the parking structure and it is between the parking structure and the child care area there's a gorgeous hidden rose garden it is a gem it truly is yeah. and uh i had somebody call in the nursery this week that wanted to know they were having problems with their drip irrigation being eaten all the time and how to fix that how do you get rid of the critters and that reminded me of the barona rose garden and what do we do to keep the critters from eating our drip lines, George? Well, the, the previous uh, garden expert there at the Barona, the Rose Care guy, David Lund, he um, he put little saucers on underneath a couple of the different plants. And so when his drip irrigation was dripping for the plant, it, one of them went into the basin first of the little saucer, and it would overflow and still water the plant, but it left water available for the squirrels and the animals, and they stopped chewing all of the irrigation lines. Which is a great, great idea. Yeah. Because you're running the water anyway, so just add the saucer there. Yeah, you weren't adding any more. It just filled up a little bit, and the rest of it overflowed into the basin. And that gives the the water to the rodents that are eating your drip lines. Right. What about the... uh, Yeah, it's going to go on with coyotes. But it's a great way, and and he had not had any more problems after doing that. Correct. So that is a, a wonderful tip. We will have to check that out. Um. I noticed you, I was, actually, I, I spoke to Rotary at Walter Anderson Nursery in Point Loma Wednesday morning. Oh, okay. I, I got there early before you opened at 7 a.m. to greet them. When I got there, there was already, there were already two trucks, one halfway unloaded with soils in the street. I don't know what time the first people get there, but at 10 minutes to 7, they were already unloading one dry goods truck and one greens goods truck. I guess you got to get it in there when you can before it gets crowded on that end of the Correct. sports arena. Um, now I'm trying to remember where I was headed with Rotary. Do you know why I was down there? Oh, because you guys have more roses in San Diego. The San Diego store has uh, a better selection of roses at this point in the season, and they were in bloom, and they look gorgeous. Um, I need to borrow some. I think you had some 4th of July still back there. We're, we could use some climbing 4th of Julys. Um, and the selection, while we still have quite a few trees and some bushes that are, they, they look great. They're blooming like crazy, but they're just not as many. You still have a pretty good selection as we head through April and towards Mother's Day. They also had a wonderful selection of, um, of the hydrangeas and all the different colors. We we have a lot of hydrangeas right now too in the Poway store as well. But it, it, uh. Once again, we sold through the roses much quicker, much more quickly than I expected. We did. And what's left, though, are gorgeous. I mean, there's a lot of blooms out there. It's pretty, but there's no real, there's no depth on the bench. We were also talking about Sunset Horizon or Horizon Sunset? Sunset Horizon. It is a gorgeous rose. We have one planted in the the obvious space out in front of the nursery in Poway. And it starts out kind of yellow and reddish yes. orange, and then it fades to kind of pink, orange, and red. Correct. Um, it becomes a, it, it is a whole host of different colors at different times of the, uh, of its bloom cycle. It's gorgeous, and I added more to the order for Poway for next year. But if you want me to add some more to the San Diego store's order, you let me know. Uh, do we have classes coming up as we are getting close to the end of our show? We do have classes. San Diego 9 o'clock is on Lawn Care with James. And in Poway at 9.30, it is su- success in your summer garden with Richard Wright. 
It's hard to say. But not necessarily success in saying that. Is that not correct? Not success in saying it, just being able to have the garden grow successfully. Okay. Do I need Which to ap- is more important, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely. Do I, do I need to apologize to my sister on no. the air, or are we good? No, we're good. Oh, you're good. I think you just did. Yeah. No, I asked if I should. No. I did not. I think you did by saying that. Did we? Yeah. All right. Well, we are expecting a warm, decent week. With sun, so remember to water everything, remember to take care of everything, yeah. and if you have not planted your garden yet, it is time to get the seeds of your summer squashes and things, and even the winter squashes in the ground. Have a great weekend, everybody. Auto Talk is coming up next. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.